0: Probably the nicest people in the world, and uh, I just I'm enjoying it so much, and it's uh, I'm, it's great to be back in Australia. It is a police state, but it is a uh, sunny police state, Australia. And uh, to um, to be here is just fabulous. We had a great day yesterday as well, and I really enjoyed it. and uh, And your band is good. Like at the end, you hit something in God that I I I'm a lover of the presence of God. And uh, it's and I congratulate the guys in the band. I can see like half of them here. But just fabulous, you know, what you've done. And you're led by a guy in a hat that looks like a modern-day mod, you know, that he'd drive off in his Zephyr, and uh, and he'll see you next week. And, uh, and also, is it Shah? Where's Shah? Put your hand up. Shah, that is when you get going, when that motor is turned on, you you just take it to a brand new dimension oh my giddy aunt oh my goodness me what is it about you you know whenever you see the anointing it's it's come from pain but you can forget the pain you know because because the anointings come and I've just got one word for you and and this isn't to to hype you up too much but the, the word is that it won't be long and in other words the breakthrough's coming soon you know, and you've hung out there and, you know, your middle name has to be faith. And uh, faith is the currency of heaven. And people trade in all kinds of things. They trade in good works. They trade in, in all kinds of good luck charms. But you trade in faith and faith is the currency of heaven. And heaven does deal in faith. And so, you know, doubts knocked on your door and doubts, uh, you know, doubt and confusion has tried to come into your house. But you've kicked it out. And now you're back to faith, and faith deals with heaven. It trades with heaven, and faith enters into grace. And the grace of God is soon about to flow all over you, and you're going to see a whole stack of miracles happen within your life, thanks to the goodness of God. But what a voice as well. What a voice as well. I say more volume to your microphone. That's what I say. Wherever the sound guy is, turn her up every Sunday. That's who we want to hear. So uh, I I preached um, a number of years ago in Portsmouth in England. Hands up if you've ever been to England. Uh, just you know, not that many from Glaston. And uh, I was preaching at a conference. So I did the first session. I went at the end of the first session. I went to uh, the bathroom. And uh, and for men there's a choice between cubicles and uh, urinals. I, I get stage fright, so I went to the cubicle. And then. Two men came in straight after me, and I'm in the cubicle there, and they start talking about me at the urinals. <laughs> and so I, the only thing I thought I could do is, is maybe tape it. And so I have my camera there, and I don't know where audio is, so I just videoed it, make sure it was videoing against the wall, you know. And, uh, and they started talking about it. They said, oh, yeah, Dave, you know, how did you find the session? The first guy said, yeah, pretty. I found it good. The other guy said, yeah, it was, um, it was amusing. The other guy said, yeah, had some good content in, you know. And the other guy said this, and it totally uh, floored me. He said, yeah, but don't you think he's too old to be wearing skinny jeans? <laughs> I mean, how personal, how personal, you know. And, and then the shock answer came. The other guy said, yeah, I think he is too old. And then, then the hair dry went off, the hand dry went off, and I couldn't hear the rest of the conversation. But it just, it was like a little slap in the face. So when the second session came, I was doing the second session, I just played the video. I said, who is this? <laughs> and uh, no one claimed to have been so rude. But as so you can see, I'm still wearing skinny jeans, so I don't care what people think. I'm proud of it, you know. And I going to stay fairly young, even though the young are no longer wearing skinny jeans, so stay in there. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, if you want to motivate a church, often you you tell the church to get down off the grandstand and to come onto the field. And uh, you generally call them a bunch of slackers. You know, just, just why don't you get engaged and fully engaged and come back Onto the field of play, but you know, whenever you motivate a church like that, you miss out on one vital ingredient, and it's a small slither of land, just outside the camera lens, just outside uh, the neon lights, and it's so small that you can ignore it. But it's a place called the bench, and this, and now we've come out of COVID and the COVID season that we've got to not just say either a backslider on the spectator stand or you're fully engaged on the field we've got to realize that no player no star has ever simply always played on the field without time out on the bench yeah and so I want to say I want to say to you that that you're not on the shelf you're on the bench and God doesn't make shelves And some of you think, well, I've been on the shelf for a long time now. No, 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 no. God doesn't make shelves. You're not on the shelf. If you are on the shelf, it's in your mind. You need to slide off the shelf back onto the bench. God makes benches. He's a good benchmaker, but he's not a good shelf maker. He doesn't he doesn't do redundancy. He doesn't do retirement. He does benches. And some of you need to need to stop this negative thinking that nobody wants me anymore. This life is not a matter of what people want. It's a matter of what God wants. You're in God's hands. You're not in people's hands. You're not under the under the shadow of the opinions of men or women. You're under the shadow of God's wing. It's what God says that counts. And God says to you today that you're not on the shelf, that you're not redundant, you're not at the end, you're not at the end of the book, you're on the bench, it's transient, it's temporary, it's between appointments on the field, but no one's ever stayed on the field all the time in their career. There's times that they take time out on the bench and you need to recognize that because sometimes when you're on the bench you think well I'm backslidden I, I should be powering on all cylinders no 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 that's your thinking shelf you're thinking gosh I must be backslidden I'm on the shelf I've missed it I've missed the opportunities And God if you find yourself on the bench you haven't missed it The greatest days are yet ahead of you. It's just a little bit of time out on on the bench. And some of you had a little bit of time out over the COVID season, but it's been good for you because it's detoxed you from performance orientation. It's detoxed you from friendship orientation. It's got you back. You might not feel it, but it's got you back to God. But you're still not on the field. You're on the bench. Some of you just need to stay on the bench just a little bit longer. Some of you uh, need to boot up. Some of you just need to put your new jersey on. Because it's not long now before you're back on the field scoring goals for the kingdom of God. Let me start by saying not every great player is ever on the field scoring goals all at the same time. Some are resting, some are recovering, some are reinventing, some are injured, some are new to the premiership. And you can tell the future of a team, not by who's on the field. You can tell the future of a team by who's on the bench. It's called depth of team. If you've got a great bench, it means you must have an extraordinary team. I remember way back, uh, England never does very well in any World Cup or any European final. and It's just because they're not as talented as everybody else. But, but there was one uh, World Cup that was held in South Africa, maybe about 12 years ago. And David Beckham was a star player. But David Beckham was injured and, and, and he was on the bench. But being on the bench, he wasn't wearing a onesie he wasn 't wearing his pajamas like some of you have done in recent times at two o 'clock in the afternoon he or on a zoom call from the from the waist down he wasn't he wasn't he wasn 't wearing he wasn't he he was wearing Amani. He was wearing East Saint Laurent. He was dressed for success. He wasn't sitting down. He was standing up, and he was cheering because it was David Beckham on the bench. And some of you need to get changed. Some of you need to take off the rags of disappointment and take off the rags of despair and put on your Amani and stand there on the bench and support the team on the field and 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 start to engage yourself back in the game called the. Coming of the kingdom of God. You want to bench it like Beckham. That's what you want to do. You want to do the bench well. There's a bunch of people here that are like Beckhams on the bench, people both young and old, who have been in the field of conflict, in the arena of Goliath slaying, forerunners of the game. You've been knocked around. You're now recovering, resting, You've completed a season an innings. You've completed a tour of duty. And I want to say to you, and you know who you are this morning, I want to say thank you because the rest of us standing on the shoulders of giants, and you're the giants. You're the pioneers of the game. You're the ones who broke through. You were part of the offering of 2002. You were part of the prayer gathering of 1996. You were part of the pastoral support network of 2012. Thank you, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here today. come Come on, For the rest of you, it's about time to give a clap offering for those who are heroes of the game, those who are absolute legends of the game. And I want to say to each one of you, just because you're not on the field doesn't mean you're not part of the team. Because the team is field and bench. It's only Satan that split it up. Because Satan wants you to feel like you're at the end of your tether, that you're on the shelf, that this is the end of you. Nobody wants you. It's the end of your career. It's the end of your church involvement. But it's completely not true because you're still part of the team. You might not get phone calls all the time. You might not seem to be wanted all the time, but you're still part of the team because the team has always and has forever been in every major sporting competition and in all of the church down through history. The team has always been field and bench, bench and field, field and bench, bench and field, field and bench, bench and field. And that's how it is for you right now. You are going to start feeling important again but you ought to put on your garment of praise, put on your garments of significance and start to believe that you're as important now as you've ever been in the history of your life. Now, I'm preaching brilliantly. So so just to remind you, I'm not about to peak. I'm peaking now, right? I'm going at 33,000 feet above ground right now. So just stay engaged with me because this is a message for you. Some of you walk with your hands dragging on the ground. And it's not good for you and it's not good for the kingdom of God because we, we, you're MIAing, you're missing in action. And yet God has a place for you right now. And it might not be on the field of activity, but it's definitely on the bench of God's anointing and God's plans and God's purposes. Manchester United isn't just a great team because of the Ronaldos or the Sanchos. It's a great team because of the Matt Busbys, the Bobby Charltons and the George Best A great team is a deep team where talent, history, experience, and wisdom gathers on the weather-beaten slats of the bench. This is a great church because there's depth of team in this church. And we ought to honor the heroes of yesterday because without them, there would be no heroes of today in Jesus' name. Point number two, the game's not over until the fat angel sings. And I ain't heard a fat angel sing. I've never seen a fat angel, but I've never heard a fat angel sing. The end of a season is not the end of a journey. When Jesus said it's finished, his first tour of duty was finished, but not his destiny. His life wasn't finished. After he said it's finished, he spent the last 2,000 years holding up his hands in intercession for the world and for God's church. It's not the end. It's an ad break. And you know about ad breaks in Australia because they're every seven minutes on television. That's why no one watches television anymore. It's an ad break. It's a blank sheet of paper between chapters. You might feel like you're on the shelf. You used to be the star player, the life of the party, the one that others wanted for their team. You used to have a bunch of friends. You did everything together. You used to be in a relationship that despite your best efforts slowly grew cold and distant and it died in your hands. It ain't the end what are you talking about? This is an ad break. This is a break between seasons. This is not the end of the story. Oh my goodness me, I need to say that a thousand times to you. Just because a relationship's broken down doesn't mean destiny's broken down. The people who took you and who you were with from A to B in life are rarely the people to take you from B to C. Those people who took you from drowning to survival are rarely the same people that take you from survival to thriving. Those people that took you from drowning to the valley are rarely the same people that take you from the valley to the mountain. This is the way life is. God cuts off relationships to establish new relationships to help take you to your destiny. Now that's a preach. This is your opportunity to recover, to get reinvented, to get recharged, because the greatest season is about to begin. You know what we do? We put rose tinted glasses on when we look through the past of our lives. We think, wow, they were great times. But they weren't great times. You're making it up. You think they were great times. It's like Aussie music back in the 80s. You think, wow, that was great music. When you listen to it now, it's rubbish. It's just utter rubbish. No wonder it never made it across the rest of the world because it's not very good. But you think it's good. And that's the thing about your life. You think, wow, these were good times back in the 80s, the 90s, and the '90s. They were great times, but they weren't as good as you think they were. It was the escapism that made it feel good. But generally, life was tough. And I'll say to everyone in this room, your history, you've always been a square peg in a round hole. Not one of you in your histories been a square peg in a square hole. That's your future, but that's not your past. God's tried to develop character in you. He's tried to annoy you slightly. He's tried to put a foundation of Christ-likeness within you. But it's not all about foundations. It's about building the building. There's coming a time you'll be a square peg in a square hole, a round peg in a square, in a round hole. And this is the change over season. But if you keep dwelling on the past, linking yourself to the past, wishing the past would repeat itself, God has very little airspace, very little breathing room to do what He does best. Proclaim it's a new day. It's a new season for your life. Because you spend most of your time reminiscing on bad times, painting them as good times. I know you're quiet, but I know everyone's nodding on the inside, doing a fist pump. You're fist pumping me on the inside of your soul right now. I can see it. (sighs) Psalm Philippians 1 verse 6 says, being confident of this. Confident of this. He who began a good work in me and you shall be faithful to complete it. You might have given up on God, but he hasn't given up on you. And it's all about God not giving up on you. It's, you just add a fraction to it, but you don't add a lot to it. God's desires, God's plans are still red hot with activity and passion from heaven for your life. He won't abandon you mid-race. Others might be doing what you used to do, used to be number seven. Somebody else now is number seven. You've been a bit jealous of number seven because you used to be number seven. People have the old friends you used to have. Now other people have got them. You used to get phone calls because you used to feel incredibly important. Others may be spending time late into the night with the same people you used to burn the midnight oil with. I've got two words for you. The first word is move. The second word is on. I'm just going to string them together right now. Move on. You're boring yourself now. You're like a broken record. Well, we've heard that story before. I know you're feeling bad, but move on. I'll say it quicker. Move on. Stop! Stop crying over spilt milk. Once it's spilt, you can do nothing with it. Especially when it goes under the refrigerator, just, just you just got to let it dry out. Because <laughs> you can't recoup it. You can't do anything with it. It's under the fridge. And some of you are, are looking under the fridge all of the time at spilt milk. It's gone. It's gone forever. Move on. And God had to say to Samuel exactly the same words. It's time for you to move on. And here's the key scripture this morning. And it's from 1 Samuel 16:1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Since I've rejected him as king, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. Saul turned out to be a terrible king, but, but Samuel was mourning and crying and feeling like maybe he'd failed and feeling like he was part of the failure project and, and, and feeling condemned by it. And then God said to him, how long will you mourn? Stop your crying, fill your horn with oil and anoint the next move of God. And I'll say that to every one of you. Stop looking to the past and start looking to the future. I said yesterday that this one SpongeBob episode where he quotes from a band called Sparks uh, from the United Kingdom. And the song is, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. And your mind is not big enough for your past and your future. There's a competition going on within you right now. And you've got to let go of the past. It's of no use to you right now. You've got to forget the past in order to open the floodgates to God's future. It's time to anoint the next move of God. God's giving you the oil of joy for mourning. God's ref- refilling your 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 jars full of oil for the new season. She's not worth it. He's not worth it. It's not worth it. They're not worth it. Life's rejections are God's ejections into the future. Come on. Come on. Preaching great, aren't I know. <laughs> You're going to have to admit that, aren't you? Because I know what it's like. I know what the devil says to me is textbook from what the devil says to you. I've decided to be outside of God, my own number one fan. People don't tell me I'm brilliant enough, so I need to tell it to myself quite often. Dave, you are awesome. And that's what you need to do. Draw a circle around yourself and forget the voices of ambiguity from the masses and start to define who you actually are. Born for greatness, born for the future. Never fitted in the past, but you fit in the future because you're from the future because God's created and God shaped you for something brilliant that's about to come upon you. There's some people here that need to get off the field and head for the bench because you're clogging up the pitch. You're old wineskins, you're itchy, you're scratchy, you're angry. No, we know who they are, don't we? Just what are you doing serving? You're just miserable. Often we put miserable people on the door because we we can't use them in worship. So (laughs) how many churches have the most miserable people on the front door? You know, it's just, it's terrible. Like they, They should just go on the bench and just enjoy church and enjoy God again, get back to their first love. Some of you like they're so itchy scratchy, you're just annoying to be with, and then you're like a broken record when we talk to you. Just just throw the record away. <laughs> you know, validate, validate the bench. You know. Anyway. <laughs> Do you notice that like it's a sign up of, of a build up of disappointment and a, a sign of exhaustion? You've lost your spark, you've lost your va va You've lost your mojo. You've lost your pizzazz. Oh my God, you've lost the essence of Christianity. If there's one sign that God's alive in the culture we're currently living in, it's joy. For you to sink down to the morose level that this world is at right now and start to become a justice warrior, spewing out garbage into this world. Does your soul no good? You're here to to be a joy giver and a peace bringer. That's your mandate. You want to fill this world with joy, fill this world with peace, and see God recover a generation out from depression and anxiety and into the presence of the Almighty God. For some of you, it's time for a Sabbath rest. And even though we've just come out from a time of rest, it ain't been a Sabbath rest. It's been an annoying rest. And some of you need to have a Sabbath rest, a holy rest from God. Uh, if, if you can let go of this and allow, allow this season to end and allow a new season to begin, if you can release your identity from what you do and from who you've been hanging around and from, from uh, what you've done back to whose you are, uh, we're in business. And John 15, number two, verse 2 says, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it would be even more fruitful. Come on, yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, yeah. So lay it down. Allow yourself to be pruned. Cut back a little. Why? Because God's got more fruit for you in the future than he has if he amasses all the fruit of your past together. What God can do in one year from now is more than you could do in the past 10 years alive on planet Earth. It's just a little pruning from God. Allow God to prune yourself. Stop self-protecting and allow God. Unless a grain of wheat dies, it just abides alone. It's little old me. It's just me. I'm alone. I'm, I'm a loner. Yet yeah, but, but, but if it dies, then, then you've got the possibility of many more seeds because it grows up into a harvest if you allow the seed to die. To everyone on ad break, I want to say, finally, I want to say, beware of the grandstand, the looming shadow of cynicism that falls upon inactivity and insecurity. Never say about this church that used to be better back in the, back in the 90s, back in the nineties, back in the eighties. It's not true. It's a complete lie from Satan. This church is moving in the power of the Spirit of God today as much as it ever was. This is a great church. This is a fabulous church. This is the bride of Christ. This is a beautified church. And the church is going to get better and better and better until the return of Jesus Christ. That's what's been prophesied. And so if it's not happening and you can't see it, then be the better. If you think the church is not scratch up, you scratch up. And you walk in with the brilliance of heaven. If you think like it's a bunch of slackers, you be the unslacker. And you start to take on responsibility. You start to put your shoulders back and your head up. And you start to march around like you've been called for eternity by the hand of God. That the God of the universe called you before time began. And you walk around like a billionaire in the spirit of God. That'll change everything. But There's no room in this house for criticism. There's no room in this house for cynicism. Stop going off in a huff. Stop stop parking your backside on the plastic bucket seats of the stands. Stop being so naughty. Okay, how about the keyboard player coming back up? It's not just, he's my very last point. A lot of keyboard players coming up. It's not just the quality of the bench that makes a great team. It's the attitude of the bench. You think life's about activity? It's not really. You don't really need a car park team. You don't really need a stewards team. You don't really actually you only need someone to turn the lights on, but you don't actually need, even need musicians if you've got good attitude. Because attitude is 90% of life. You think action is? No, attitude is. That's so why God spends more time fixing up your attitude than He does propel you into action because attitude creates action. I'll say it again. When England was losing, losing, losing. They always lose. <laughs> Beckham was standing there, not in a tracksuit, not in Chino's, in Armani, Pierre Cardon he saved Laurent. What was he doing? He was believing. He was involved. He was hoping against all hope. And you know, as the camera, natural camera, follows the action on the field, God's camera always follows you on the bench. Because God's preparing you for the field. it would be an odd coach just to forget about practice time and forget about prep time and, and just worry about what happens on Saturday. Be an odd coach. I would say if you're a good coach, you Studying the players on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, what they eat on a Friday, because that's a good coach. And it's the same with God. You think the camera's on me or the camera's on James, but the camera's actually on you in the shadows. To find out what you're actually made of, to find out whether you're winning or losing, to find out whether you're carrying a good attitude. In the shadows, in the place of invisibility, that's the most important place for God, because that's proof that God's winning within you. God can easily take you out of the shadows back into the limelight. And that's the future of so many of your lives. But, but you've got to work this well in, in the shadows. When no one cares about you, when you feel utterly invisible, you want to be brilliant. Because God is watching. No one else is watching. No one cares a brass razoo about you. But God does. And it's God that counts. It's not humanity. Humanity counts for zip-all. God counts for absolutely everything. So you might think, well, the cameras aren't on me. No, the cameras are totally on you. That's why you need to bench it like Beckham. Some of the greatest goals of the kingdom are about to be kicked. You may not be in a season of high performance, but you can be in a season of high family. Every kid needs a dad, every dad needs a granddad, every new player needs an uncle, every son needs a brother. It's time to cheer. It's time to get expectant. You may have been involved in the stupendous goal of 2008, the winning header of 2015, the goal from the corner in 2018. But it's now time for a standing ovation for the team of 2022. Oh, I'm, I'm about, I've got three minutes left. But don't get sour, get sensational. Every time you see a goal get scored by this church, you want to cheer and holler as if you've just scored that goal. If you don't, it's proof that your heart is partially backslidden, that you've left the game. But not to condemn you, you think that you're on the shelf when you're actually on the bench. Whenever somebody actually scores a goal, one of the first places they look at is the bench. When someone's feeling exhausted on the field, when someone can hardly put one leg above the other, where they do look is the bench. They're looking for support on the bench. When my, when my wife used to run uh, around the track for Queensland, every time her dad arrived, she used to see the ball head and the sun shining off it. When she saw that in the crowd, she ran faster. It's the same with this church that no one wants to be a lone hero because they never got there alone. They got there on the shoulders of giants. Their brilliance in the class of 2022, the team of 2022, is partly because of the team of 2011. And some of you, your greatest crime is silence. When it's time to get out the family values of this house. It's time to put into words how you feel. And if it's not how you feel, how you should feel. There's social media around. After after somebody knocks it out of the park, they should get 10 texts from parishioners in the church saying, I saw how you did that and I'm so proud of you. You can do it through text. You can do it through Instagram. You can do it through Facebook. But there's no excuse anymore in our society for not doing it. You can Send an emoji. If, you know you can send a, a red heart, or even a green heart, or a yellow heart. Take your pick, what color heart? You can either send. You can even send a monkey. You you, you, you can do all kinds of things. Even even this is between ladies. You can you can send the dancing lady in the red dress. But there's no excuse. Once you're on the bench and realize the bench has been made by heaven, not to emoji every person who you see passes the ball well, kicks the ball forward, and eventually scores goals for this church, for the kingdom of God. I preached absolutely brilliantly because I've covered how you actually feel. best days are yet to come. But you want to bench it like Beckham. And to do that, you want to stand up, take your PJs off, take your Chinos off, put your Yves Saint Laurent on, and start to cheer. Send out social media messages left, right, and center, encouraging a generation who's currently on the field of play. Who knows what God has for your life? I'm quite content being on the bench doing that. But who knows the great plans that God has for you? Because the bench is only ever transitory. It's only there for a short period of time. Every great player ends up back on the field of play. And that's for you. The best is yet. I said this to James yesterday. The best is yet to come for each one of your lives. In Jesus' mighty name. I'll pray for you. Everybody stand up. And from the very back to the front, I want you to lift your hands up to heaven right now. And Father God, this church and each person right now is saying, I'm in. I'm in. Come on, just say it right now. I'm in. That's it. You're in. What are you in? You're in the arena of heaven. You're in the bench. You're on the field. On the field, on the bench. On the bench, on the field. Father God, let a hero spirit come upon these people. Take away the slovenliness and take away the inactiveness and take away the separation of their lives from the call of God. Father, it's not just about high activity, even though at times it is about high performance. But Father, as you detox us from a performance-based church and detox us from identity, from function, Father, help us to give out a sign that we're still there by becoming family members to those who are currently kicking balls. Father, I pray even amongst us, the uncles to arise, the aunties to arise, brothers to arise, sisters to arise, cousins to arise, nephews and nieces to arise right now. And let a family spirit fall upon Port City Church in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, breathe upon us and breathe out the cobwebs and help us to know, Lord God, and be confident that he who began a good work shall be faithful to complete it in Jesus' name. Father God, help us to breathe in, clear our eyesight, help us to dwell not on yesterday, but to dwell upon the plans and purposes of our God of today and our God of tomorrow. You are mighty, God. And we thank you for a brand new beginning at church today, for a change of attitude, for a change of shoulder position, for a change in the way we look, And Father, we thank you that miracles are about to take place, that our doors are about to open, that things are about to happen for this church and for our lives. We thank you, God. It's one for all and all for one. And we thank you for a brand new day in Jesus' name. And we're about to give God a clap offering. We're going to clap Him for the goal scorers of today, for the heroes of yesterday, and for the bench of today. On your marks, get set, go. Come on, give God a clap offering of praise. Come on. I think we should finish with the song we started with. Yeah. Would that be okay, Kate? Yes, it is. Thanks, team. How you going? You're, you're surviving? You're breathing? We're, we are. We're going to move on. It's a new day. I believe it. For your life, for your family, for your situation. And I want to be at the forefront cheering you on. I think we need to do that with each other. Come on. Hands together this morning.
1: Woo! Here we go! go. Wandering into into the night. night. Wanting a place to hide. This weary soul. soul. Bag of bones, right? This bag of bones. Come on, let's go. I try. Because I try with all my might. But I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. A vagabond. Just when I ran out of the road. Just, just when, when I ran. father we thank you why don't you speak to someone you haven't spoken to before ask find someone say hello grab
0: a coffee bicky and hang around that'd be great have a great day it's always a good day on a sunday have a great day